Good morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here this morning, as well as those who are listening uh, via our uh, drive-in with the radio or listening to this later on our podcast or our call-in number. Uh, it's the 21st Sunday after Pentecost, and I'm going to hand it over to Sheila, our liturgist, and she's going to tell you a bunch of stuff. Okay, we have lots of announcements. Um, I'm just going to highlight the ones that are not in the bulletin. This Thursday is our harvest dinner, and we are looking pretty good for help. However, we would like to deliver meals to our shut-ins, and we really could like we really could use someone who is available maybe at four o'clock to help start those deliveries. Pastors agreed to ride with whoever is delivering meals, but he's not familiar with our area here. So if we could have somebody that maybe knows the Clinton-Tecumseh area a little bit better, then um, we could get started at 4 o'clock. We do have a driver at 5, but we'd like to, we are going to start serving meals at 4, so we'd like to also start delivering meals. So if you could help with driving pastor around Thursday evening, please let me know. Also, the Clinton Inn has offered to donate meals. They were going to buy some tickets and to help some of the community members that might be in need. So we reached out to Phyllis. Phyllis has a list of um, food pantry people that we are going to call and see if they need a meal, would like a meal, at no charge to them. If you are available to help make those phone calls, please see me. Um, also, we've been, been neglectful in our noisy coin, so we're going to try to do noisy coin today. Also, next month, during our noisy coin, we are going to mark that relief money for Haiti. So save your coins or your dollar bills. Next month, our coin off, noisy coin offering will go for uh, relief for Haiti. Next, or the end of this month, which will actually be Halloween, we're going to try a coffee hour after worship. Um, coffee and cider and donuts. So if you feel comfortable coming in the gym, we're going to try a coffee hour. We'll have everything pre-wrapped. We'll have servers so that we're not all touching everything. We'll try to be as COVID safe as we can. We also have food left over from food pantry in the gym. Phyllis would like you to go through there and see if there's anything. And Lucy has some fresh vegetables out in the um, narthex there. And Jim Strickland is in the back with a message about trustee stuff. Morning, everyone. Uh, I was going to give you a steeple update. As you can see, the lift out there, they started uh, physically working on the steeple Tuesday. Um, I met with the uh, contractor a week ago Thursday and we reviewed what we were going to do or plan to do to the steeple. And the gentleman showed up. I got to meet the uh, workers and uh, they assured me this guy is like top shelf on flashing. So they went up there and they stripped all the siding off, saved it, and they put, uh, they found there's no, uh, ice and rain guard behind it, so they did all that. They had all the sides off. 
They saw the flashing in question. They made new stainless steel pieces. Those were installed, and now they're working at the base of the brick to the roof, and that was Thursday, and then Friday was a rain day. So good progress. They went inside the steeple, and it's dry. So it's not from the inside. It all has to do with flashing on the outside. The top half of the steeple is fine. They assured me that there's no issue uh, where the little square vents are, nothing. I'm not even gonna fool with it. So that's where we're at with it. But in that, I'd like to report on the trustees' accomplishments because I'm very happy with what we've done this year. But, uh, you know, the people on the trustees is uh, Diane, Jay, Bob, Phyllis, Rick, Richard, and Gordon. And, of course, uh, Linda S., my wife, gets sucked into it. And Kelly and Randy and Jacob, Lily, and Tom Price has helped in the past. But in January, we identified uh, 36 items of uh, repairs that we uh, put as goals. Um, 21 are completed. We have one we pushed the next year. Four are in work, and we've accomplished 31 different tasks. So we've had a good year. I'm very happy of our accomplishments. It's a good group of people. Everybody contributes. Feel free. We can always use the help. But uh, yeah, it's been good. The place is coming along well in repairs. So thank you. Please stand if you are able for our first song, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, on page 57. Savior. 
raised your head, you then shall know, shall feel your sins forgiven, anticipate your heaven below, and own that love is heaven. You may be seated. Please join me to the call to worship. God built the heavens, the earth, and everything in them. Calls us to be builders as well. God calls us to build our lives. Restore broken places and continue to grow. God calls us to build our faith. <coughs> God calls us to build our community. To build bridges of understanding and systems of justice. God calls us to build history by fulfilling the promises of Scripture. To, to preach the good news of God's, God's love and liberation, liberation for all people. And please join me for the opening prayer. Holy One, we, we thank, thank you for, for the gift of the Bible, for its psalms and poems, myths, myths and stories, histories and teachings and prophecies. May the, May the Holy Spirit, Spirit who called out those ancient writings, continue to call us out today, that our lives may reflect the first sermon of Jesus, our crucified and risen Christ, who brings good news to the poor and lets the oppressed go free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And please join me for the affirmation of faith. We believe in one, one God, God master, master builder, builder of heaven and earth, <coughs> and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was assembled in the womb of the Virgin Mary by the Holy Spirit. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, Pilate was, was crucified, crucified, died, and was buried. The third day he rose from the dead, complete in his construction, ascended into heaven, and sits at God's right hand. He will return again to judge those living and those who have died. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the universal church of believers across this creation, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrections of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And our next song is Blessed Be the Tie That Binds on page 557. Stand if you're able. Our hearts in Christ. 
be seated. I invite you to join me in our prayer for illumination. We have gathered before your word, O God. We want to hear with understanding, so give us attentive ears by the power of your Holy Spirit at work in the word, read and proclaimed. Make the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our first scripture this morning is from Nehemiah 8, verses 1 through 3, 5 through 6, and 8 through 10, an RSV version. All the people gathered together into the square before the water gate. They told the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. Accordingly, the priest Ezra brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could hear with understanding. This was on the first day of the seventh month. He read from it facing the square before the water gate from early morning until midday in the presence of the men and the women and those who could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people, and when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, lifting up their hands. Then they bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. So they read from the book, from the law of God, with interpretation. They gave the sense so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions of them to those who, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord, and do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. In contrast to God's clear word, our faults and failings may remain hidden from others and even from ourselves. Confession before God can clear our eyes and cleanse our hearts, for God's mercy is as wide as the firmament of heaven. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. God of our restoration, whenever we come home to you, we realize how far we have strayed and how much we have forgotten of your law and your love. We have not loved you with our whole hearts, or loved our neighbors as ourselves. Forgive us, heal us, and restore us to our relationship with you. Through Jesus Christ, in whom we trust. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession.
Beloved children of God, God's word does not condemn us, but to make us wise, reviving our souls and rejoicing our hearts. God's word has been fulfilled among us in Jesus Christ, who sets us free to live in accord with God's own jubilee. Again, hear the wondrous words, our sins are forgiven. Amen. Each one of us is essential to the life and well-being of the whole body of Christ. So we come now to share our gifts and resources in order to care for one another and without dissension for the world Christ came to save. Please rise.
God of life and of new life, we ask that you would bless these gifts that we have given, that they may further your reign in this world and go to help many people across this world in whatever their needs may be. Amen. You may be seated. It is now time for our youth moments. I'd like to invite all of our youth and children to come grab a seat. Um, and if we don't have enough seats, we've got more seats over there we can grab. morning there are more of you how you guys doing everybody awake for the most part yeah no yeah I only had one cup of coffee this morning so I'm I'm not all awake yet so we have been talking about our faith in regards to Legos you guys all know what Legos are, right? I know. Yeah. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Can I bug you to be a helper? Okay. Okay, can you hand out one of those to all of uh, all our, our friends here? Okay, and one for you too. All right, so these are some building blocks. Um, and we're talking about building blocks of our faith. And today, the two building blocks I want to focus on are prayer and spiritual gifts. Who knows what prayer is? Ah, oh, come on. What's prayer? It's how we talk with God, or one of the ways we talk with God. And so, the, a good way to think about it, have you guys ever written a letter, maybe to a pen pal or a friend? Or yeah? Santa. Or Santa, that's very good example, thank you. So, when we pray to God, it's kind of like a letter to someone we love, um, except we might say it out loud or we might be thinking it in our heads or in our hearts. Um, every week we do the Lord's Prayer. Um, we have an opening prayer. Um, there's a prayer later on that I do um, for the people who are sick or who are in need of some, some healing or blessings. Um, so there's lots of ways um, that we have uh, prayer in our lives. Some, some of you might even say a prayer before you go to bed or maybe before you have a meal. Um, all right, spiritual gifts. You guys ever heard of those? Yeah? yeah? Can, can anybody give me an example of a spiritual gift? 
I'm, I'm looking at one of, one of God's children. You're one of God's children, Mom. <laughs> can, you, can you give an example of a spiritual gift? Okay, well, here, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, teaching, um, especially like Sunday school, that can be a spiritual gift. Um, preaching, which is what I do. Um, can be a spiritual gift. Um, healing. Uh, there's, there's actually a bunch of them. Those are just a couple examples. Singing, yes. Um, so, who do you think has spiritual gifts? Who gets those? Well, God gives them. Who gets them? That's right. We get those gifts. Do you think we all get the same gifts? Nope, that's right. We don't. We get different ones. Some people are really good teachers, and that's what God calls them to. Some people are really good preachers, and that's what God calls them to. Very Good job. You got your cross. Some people are very nice. You guys are working fast. I'm going to have to come up with something harder next time. Um, either way, it's just like in life how... Who here is really good at sports? Couple? Okay. Who here is really good at math? Got a couple. See, it's not always the same people each time. And so spiritual gifts are the same ways. We don't always have the same spiritual gifts as maybe our friends or even our family members, but they're all important. And that's why as a church, we need to come together and work together because we all have different spiritual gifts. And when we work all together and we, we make room for everybody to be a part of that, we can do some really amazing stuff. How does that sound? Does that sound pretty good? I think it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Because they came from Oriental Trading Company, so they're not real Legos. Um. It might be the kind of thing that if you wanted to stay together forever, you could ask a parent or adult to help you and put some glue on them, and then they'll stay together, maybe. Or tape, absolutely. We got a smart bunch up here, I tell you. Yep. <laughs> All right, so. I think that's most of what I got for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts again uh, probably in the next year or so. Uh, Pastor Michael's still, still working on, on scheduling stuff for next year, so it will be something you hear about again, I promise. But we have one more important thing we need to do before I let you guys go off to Sunday school. Anybody remember what that is? What is it? The Lord's Prayer, that's right. That's one example of prayer that we talked about. So I have a question. Do you guys want to do it where I say it and then you repeat? Or do you guys want to just say it all together all the way through? You want to do it all together all the way through, no breaks? You think we can do it? Do we know it well enough? You want to give it a shot? All right, here we go. Ready? We're going to do it all together at the same time, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we've got suckers over there, so make sure you get one of those. And then they, we've got all kinds of fun things going on in Sunday school today. So go and learn, uh, help your mind and your heart to grow. Maybe we should start handing out the suckers to everybody else, too. <laughs> right, be right before the sermon, that way you're, you're occupied. All right. Um, <laughs> if you turn to uh, the page in your bulletin with our prayer requests, you can uh, see uh, the people that we've got there. Um, we have continued prayers for Fred as he recovers from his car accident, um, and you can uh, send him cards if you would like. There's uh, two different addresses, um, but either way, he will get them. Uh, continued prayers for uh, Wilda as uh, her healing is not going quite as, as quickly as had been hoped, um, so continued prayers. Hmm? She is home. Okay. Well, still continue prayers for her continued healing and for Paul. Um, continue prayers for Jerry, uh, who is fighting bone cancer. Continued prayers for uh, Ramona, who is healing from surgery. Uh, we have continued prayers for the family of Dee Warner, who, uh, as you all know, has been missing since April. Uh, continued prayers uh, for Jan for her back that it can be healed and we're very happy to see her here with us today hopefully the the pews are are being nice to you <laughs> continued prayers for uh, Nick who is up here uh, by Martha he had his ACL surgery everything has gone well but he he will have to have a second surgery later on and he does say thank you to everyone uh, continued prayers for Megan um, with the sight issues she has been uh, having. Continued prayers for the families of uh, the high school students who were in the automobile accident back in September, especially for the families of the two children who lost their lives. Was there an update? Um, 
do they did they give any indication on um, if they think there's any brain damage or anything, or is it looking good? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, we will take it. Um, continued prayers for Rosemary um, after her knee surgery replacement. Um, and prayers for Kate, uh, who is recovering from surgery um, at home. If you would all please join me in an attitude of prayer. God of prophets and apostles, you call us to restore that which is broken and to proclaim your vision of a world made new. Create in us new hearts and strong voices as we pray. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. We pray for those who have been anointed or chosen as leaders of people, that they may attend to the voices of their people and be guided by you. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. We pray for pastors and teachers of the church that they may faithfully interpret your word for others. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. We pray for those who are poor and in need of assistance and for ourselves that we may open our hearts to their cries for help. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. We pray for those who are the captives of war and the victims of violence. May we bring them good news both in word and deed. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. We pray for those with physical challenges and spiritual struggles. Make us agents of healing and hope. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. We pray for those who are oppressed by powers beyond their control. Give us courage to work to set them free. God, fill us with the power of your spirit. God of the Jubilee, make us the body of the risen Christ, united in all our diversity. Animate us by your Holy Spirit that together we may work towards your coming kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our second scripture this morning is from Ecclesiastics 3, verses 1 through 8, NRSV version. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together, excuse me, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, 
a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. Our next hymn is 550, Christ from whom all blessings flow. seated. Our third scripture reading for today comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 through 31. This section of text is headed one body with many members. For just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though many are one body so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? 
But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, there would be, or where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. This is the word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Inclusive and loving God, you have called all people throughout the world and throughout time to different tasks, missions, adventures, and positions. We recognize that while we are made in your image, we all have our own gifts and graces that you bless us with. Some are meant to teach, some to preach, some to heal, some to lead. But no matter what you have called us to, you have called us all, every single one. Help us to hear where you are calling us in this season and every season that follows, even if that call changes. Help us to accept the calls you place upon us and to follow where you lead. And now, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place, be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning, we are continuing again in our October sermon series, The Gospel According to Lego, where we've been looking at our faith through the lens of one of the most popular and long-lasting children's toys. Lego building blocks have inspired generations of people of all ages and genders to new heights of creativity. Last week, we talked about how it hurts to get stepped on. And what I mean by that is that when we step on someone else or sin against them, not only are they hurt by our sin, but so are we and so is God. We connected this with the pain that you might experience when you step on a Lego brick, which if you have never done before, I pray that you never do. 
It's not as painful as childbirth from what I've been told, but still painful nonetheless. Today, we're going to talk about how each piece has a place. Now, if you have ever put together a Lego set, you have probably noticed that there's always a few leftover extra pieces. It's almost always the small ones, kind that are, you know, easy to lose. As an adult, I assume that they do this in case you do lose one of those pieces, and or it might have something to do with how production and getting everything in the bags and the boxes are set up. But as a child, I was always excited for those extra pieces. I thought of those as like special gifts, and I loved to try and find places for them to add on to the original design for the set. And then, of course, I took the whole thing apart and built something completely different, again, using every single piece. I guess in my thinking as a child, every piece had a place. I just had to take the time to figure out maybe where it was. And I always saw it as a way to make the whole build that much better. Now, I will also say that as I have aged, I do not apply this same thought process to everything in life. For instance, when I have put together IKEA furniture and you have one or two leftover extra pieces, I do not try and cram them in anywhere I can or dismantle the whole thing and build something completely different. I will admit that the thought has crossed my mind, but I've never acted on it because I love my wife and my children. And you know, as we kind of talked about this, the church is a lot like a Lego set in a way. There are a lot of different pieces. Many churches over time have had to rebuild themselves to stay relevant and vital in their communities. Very few churches look the way they do today versus what they looked like 50 years ago. There are a lot of different pieces, or rather people, in every church. And every church may look a little bit different based on the parts or people that they have. In our third reading for today in Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, he writes to them about this very idea of different gifts and purposes that each people have been blessed with. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Paul goes on to point out that indeed the body doesn't consist of only one member, but many. It says how if the foot would say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it's still a part of the body. If the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it's still a part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, how would we hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would we smell things? How would we move, etc.? And Paul's argument here that he's offering is that God is the one who has arranged the members 
of the body as God sees fit, and that each part plays an important role. He also says that each part is dependent on the whole to survive and function. The eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Paul also says, but God has so arranged the body that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all together suffer with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now, obviously, Paul was not just talking about the human body, but also the body of the church. In verses 70, or 27 through 31, he tells the members of the church at Corinth about how they are the body of Christ. They have these all individual members that make it up and how God has appointed different groups, people who are apostles, prophets, teachers, people who have deed or do deeds of power, gifts for healing, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and how we are all not teachers, we are not all prophets, we are not all apostles, and so on. And I love the last two sentences in this passage. But strive for the greater gifts, and I will show you a still more excellent way. But why? Why was Paul writing this to the church in Corinth? What was going on in their midst? Well, like many churches, even still today, there is often unrest and challenges around everyone feeling like they are important to and matter to the church. Just like in almost every single church in the world, there are people who may feel like they are on the outside or that they may not be offered an opportunity to be a part of the larger whole. For as much as I tend to harp on knowing and understanding the context of what was going on when we read through scripture, and if you haven't picked up on that yet, just wait, but Paul has this amazing tendency in his letters to the different churches to focus on topics that seem to transcend time and that are still challenges for churches today just as much as they were for the early churches. People like to feel needed. That's a normal part of the human experience. People like to feel like they are able to contribute to something greater than themselves. But it's not always easy to find the way to do that. Or sometimes there may be people who aren't as willing to make room for everyone to be included. But as Paul points out, God has made everyone with a purpose and knows that they have a place and what that place is. Every single piece has a place. Every single person has a place. Now, sometimes it takes 
the observations of others to help us identify our gifts or our talents. Sometimes it takes someone letting go a little bit to make room for another person to be a part of this bigger thing that we call the church. But even with those roadblocks and challenges, God has created everyone with a place and a purpose, even if it sometimes takes us a little bit longer, a little bit more work to ultimately get there. And just as the world changes, so too do we. We may have found our place at one point, and then whether to make room for someone else or just because it is part of God's larger plan, we may need to move into a different place within the larger creation. Someone who is gifted in teaching may one day find that God is calling them to utilize their gifts for healing, something that person may have never even thought about or realized was a possibility. But God knows. In our second reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, the author, which is still under debate by biblical scholars, the author talks about the different times or seasons of life, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up and so on. And this is true for our lives and how we come together to be the church. There may be a season where you serve in leadership on a committee for several years. And then a season follows where maybe you are serving God in a different way, like helping in the kitchen or teaching Sunday school. And then that season may be followed by a return to committee leadership or maybe even a whole new ministry opportunity that you never even considered. We just recently held our charge conference. This is our, our annual meeting where we do some business as a local church. Um, it is what I will refer to as charge conference season. It usually starts in September and depending on certain factors, goes all the way to the end of December. And during that time, as we prepare for that meeting, we look at our committees and the positions in our church. We look at who might be scheduled to come off a committee or a position based on the commitment they previously made, and who might fill new openings or who might be willing to return to the same position, but either way, there's going to be change, and we don't like change. We're humans, and change means that we are not in complete control of our lives and our world, and that's something that we struggle to admit, even though it is so true. But if you notice, the author of Ecclesiastes never, ever talks about there being a time of no season. It is always some kind of season. It never stops. 
And Paul talks about everyone having a role in the church. Every piece has a place. That place may change or shift over time, but there is always a place and a purpose for every person. Again, sometimes it it may not always be super obvious or clear right away to what God is trying to help us understand and a place to get to. But if we can work together and support one another, we have a much better chance of being able to identify those places and purposes and then help each other to be successful in them. That's one of the most amazing things about the church and about God, at least in my mind. God created all of us in the image of God, but God also created us differently enough that we complement and support each other. We may look different. We may talk different. Heaven forbid, we sometimes even think different but we can all still fit together because of God's love and grace. I know that for myself, that has always given me a sense of hope that even if I wasn't exactly sure where I fit in, I knew that God did and that God would help me to get where God wanted me to be. I hope and pray that the number of times that you have ever felt on the outside or without a place in the church has been few and far between. But if and when you ever do find yourself there, may I offer you a few suggestions that may help. First, pray. Prayer is incredibly powerful, and God answers prayers. Now, it may not always be the answer we want or in the time frame that we want it to be, but God answers prayer. And I would encourage you to pray for guidance, for clarity, direction, and that God would guide you to where you can best serve God with the gifts that God has given you. And second, I would encourage you to reach out. The unfortunate reality is that there are many of you, and there is one of me. And not only are there many of you, there's a whole other set of you in Ypsilanti. And even though we've been together now for a while, With this pandemic, I am still getting to know each and every one of you. Now, I am incredibly blessed with the leadership that we have and those who have served on the nominations committee to work with me to help identify people in positions that might work well when paired together. But there may be times when we forget something. And if you can reach out directly to myself or someone else in leadership, we can have an opportunity to sit down and work together to find where God is calling you and how we can support you in getting there and in being successful in that call. 
every piece has a place. Even when you might feel like there's no room left or that you're not needed, I can promise you that more room is always able to be made. The table can be built longer. And I can promise you that both God and the church very much need you. It may not always seem that way. It may not always be communicated that way, unfortunately. But every single person is imperative and important. Every piece has a place. I pray that we can continue to work together to help everyone find theirs. Amen. Our closing praise song this morning is from the, I'm going to butcher this again, Maranatha Praise Band. Uh, we've had another song of theirs previously. This is Here I Am to Worship, their rendition of that song. Several other artists have, have done the song as well. Um, I'd like to ask you to please stand as you are able. Please join in singing. Um, if you want to get up and dance, that's totally fine too. However, the spirit may be moving you. Um, but please listen to and read the words and hear the message um, in this song. What, hold on real quick, Rick. Sorry, yes. And, and he's, is he excited about turning 50, or are we all going to get pulled over? Okay, but he's not going to get mad and, like, pull us all over one by one, whoever sends him the card, right? Okay. Just one double check. <laughs> together. 
Beloved children of God, go into the world and proclaim the good news. The Spirit is still at work among us, disciples of Christ, sending us to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to those in captivity, and to be healers and a freedom force against all oppression. Go boldly as disciples, trusting in the Spirit's guidance. Go on your way, eat the fat, drink sweet wine, and send portions of them to those who have none. This day is holy to our God, so let us all be filled with joy. As we go from this place on this day, holy to God, we rejoice in the strength of God. We fix our eyes upon the grace of Christ, and we drink deeply of the Spirit who makes us one. Amen.